Hello, hello there. My name is Moria with my co-host Corey. We are The Real Guys and this is The Real Show with two ears. We are continuing our month of May, our May the 4th Star Wars month with this episode. As always, I'm coming to my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, it's good to hear you. It's good to see you, in fact. So, we'd like to start this episode off with, if you perhaps indulge me, in a little anecdote. Okay, Okay. go for it. Um, I'd like you to picture just last year... 2021, okay. mm-hmm. November, Birmingham, the NEC, okay. right? You're there, Corey. Okay. It's com- it's Comic-Con, right? Right. It's MCM Birmingham Comic-Con. And uh, a Murray, a year's younger Murray, is there in line to meet a one Matthew Wood, right? Senior sound editor, Lucasfilm, also the voice uh, the voice actor behind General Grievous and the Battle Droids, right? Big fan right here, Okay. Let's push off. The, let's push off to the side the fact that you know I'm I'm dressed as AEW wrestler Malachi Black. <laughs> but let's let's just push that aside. Um, I approach. We sh- we you know we shake hands. We say hello. I say you know it's good to see you. We have a little chat about Star Wars. You know, and he tells me about making Star Wars: The Clone Wars because I, I pitched to him. Um, I wonder if we can share this clip. Maybe we can. I pitched him about how it was. How it's like got kind of a resurgence recently. Yeah. Like it was aired on Cartoon Network and a lot of people saw it and. Then it was put on Netflix and then Disney Plus now. So loads of people, loads of new people are finding the Clone Wars and sort of coming to it as as a source of great Star Wars media. So if you haven't guessed by now, folks, this episode will be on Star Wars: The Clone Wars on the first season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the 2008 3D animated show. Right, we're not doing the Gennady Tarkovsky um, series. We, we we did we reacted to the first episode, that, we, didn't we? The we first, did. We reacted to the first part yet. Yeah. First part, yeah. We haven't done the second part. We, we haven't done the second part. But it's that's on our YouTube channel, uh, the Real Show, the Real Show. It you is. can find it, find it on YouTube and subscribe. So like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. <laughs> but what we're doing today yep. is the first season of the the what's called you know the Clone Wars. Yes, not exactly just Clone Wars, which is the Gendy Darkovsky series. Yes. So when I was speaking to to Matt, okay, I'll call him by his first, on first, first, name, ba- yep, basis. first name basis. Yeah. When I was speaking to to Matthew Wood, he told me that they initially worked on the Gennady Tarkovsky series. You know, he's the senior sound director at Lucasfilm, and then George Lucas wanted to do his own internally produced one. He wanted to do his own um, one with a new style of animation, a three D animation uh, inspired off the um, Jerry Anderson sort of uh, Thunderbirds. You know, those sort of that puppet style of yeah. Animated, um, like 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 Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet, yep. you know, Stingray, yeah. Terror Hawks, all that kind of thing, all those good Jerry Anderson shows, right? So that's what that's the style he kind of wanted, as opposed to the Gandhi Tarkovsky, you know, Samurai Jack kind of style of two D <laughs> hand drawn animation, right? Yeah. So that's what he wanted this series to be, something new, something different, something fresh, right? Initially, they launched with Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the film, the, the film, to very say mixed reviews right people were a bit confused people didn't yeah. like it i mean i've i remember looking up at one point um this is, uh, early on when i was looking for rex i remember looking up like bad star wars like movies and stuff yeah. and oh it, it's it, not it, it's not bad it was on that list <sighs> it's not bad it was meant to be it was pushed into being a film do you know this I it was not. pushed into being a film because initially it was just three out the first three arcs of the show right initially it was just three arcs of the show split into that's why it feels so yeah weirdly disconnected <laughs> Because it's like it's actually a television show. It's actually three arcs of a television show. So mm. it's like supposed to be like six episodes or something, two or two an arc, right? But it was forced together into a film. Yeah. So that's why everyone was like, "Oh, what's this weird animation? And oh, why is that? Why is Jabba Hutt's got a son? And uh, 
why is weird ventures and stuff like that you know don't don't diss rot of the hut the rot of the hut is my favorite star wars <laughs> character no um but that is i'd die for rot of the hut but yeah that's why it was that's why people had so much pushback yeah but this is how it, it starts right off with the series so let's just go through the episodes have a bit of a fun chat about it and see what we think now were you i say were you around did you watch <laughs> this season in 2008 were you a kid were you enjoying star wars so in 2008 2008 would have been uh year what like what year four no 2011 was year six Uh slash year seven so i was eight years old i remember yeah so was i um i was at some point in primary school watching the clone wars in yes, the morning me too yeah i cannot tell you what season it was cartoon network i remember yes. cartoon network for me it was afternoon i think five o'clock i think they're there oh I, me- I definitely remember being in the morning before school in uniform just sitting there yeah i remember getting home from school and watching like they, oh. used, to do, they used to do back to back they used to air two episodes wow back to, in a double bill yeah on 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 um on Cartoon Network at five o'clock when I get home from school at three or something, you know, twenty past three, half past three, five o'clock, have your tea, you know, watch the Clone Wars. That was like the dream. That was like the dream for me. So, I did you right? Obviously, at this point, I mentioned before you're a Star Wars fan. Yep, very, very big. At this point, cause when I when I was watching this, I knew what Star Wars was, mm-hmm. and I well, well, you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah, but like when I was a kid, I'm like again, like if I was eight, nine, or ten. Right. I, right. At this point, I hadn't seen pretty much any of the movies at this point. Okay, none of the films. Um, I also, to be fair, I knew who the characters were. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd seen like maybe Phantom Menace and stuff at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but I was just watching it. I didn't, I didn't even know they were connected. I didn't, <laughs> care, I didn't care what episode was on. I didn't know the episodes were connected. I would just pick a random episode well, and I'd sit there and enjoy actually, it. Actually, they're meant to be that. Yeah. There, there is a chronicle. There is a chronological series, but it like it jumps. Yes. What people don't understand is they weren't made in order. No. They were made as to be serials like Star Wars initially was to be. Yeah, which is why if you look up the order to watch them in, the timeline of the Clone Wars is all over the like place. Season 3 to Season 1 to Season 4 <laughs> yeah. to Season 2 to Season 5. I think the, the only ones that are in order are 6 and 7. Yes. And they're the last two seasons that have been made. Yeah. So the only ones that are in order are 6 and 7. The rest of them are all jumbled. Because I remember over lockdown 2020, I said because Disney Plus had just come out and they had all the Clone Wars and all the Star Wars. And I'm like, right, I'm going to re-watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to sit down and watch it end to end. It took me the entire length of, of lockdown because I literally watched like a couple of night and there's 130 episodes or something like that. So nearly 200. Yeah. So there's a lot to watch and, and the film as well. True. So I watched it all in order and it was it was like, I was I was glad for this last two seasons because <laughs> they just literally run in order. So, and that's what you have to watch really. And then... That's what I did, and it was it was long, but it was very rewarding. At the end, I felt like, wow, I've really witnessed, you know, I've witnessed this great grand thing. Mm. No, but season one is where it all started off. I feel like correct, and it's rare to watch a season get better. Like the animation, let's talk about the animation for a bit. Okay, the animation in season one, if you can remember, very a bit janky, not as really as good as it can be. They do look a bit like um, you know wet cardboard figures moving around, and like the lightsaber doors are hardly finesse ray park you know they're, yeah they're a bit you know ch- like doing chop- chopping moves you know <laughs> and they're doing chopping moves and every other line is like a even 
the the director of this series, showrunner of this series, Dave Filoni, has admitted that that season one is where they were very high on all, on the films, mm-hmm. where they didn't really find their groove, and they were just they were just quoting the films every every five minutes, right? I mean, to, to be fair, I've got I've got videos up of the animation currently. Mm. I didn't mind it. No, I mean, to no, be fair, as a though, kid, no, as a kid, you wouldn't. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, even looking back again to mention the uh, the, the Clone War two thousand and three, yeah. that animation was awful. Well, it was not bad. The animation was good. Right. I don't like how some of the characters look. Right. Okay. Um, Palpatine being one of the main ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mace Windu's massive chin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mind. Even look. I guess it's not. It's not bad. It's stylized. Right. It's it's summoned. Mm. It's not as bad as Rebels, but that might be a hot take. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Rebels animation okay, fan. Okay, okay. Well, no, Clone. I feel like the Clone Wars animation style it improves definitely. It does. But season one is where I'd say it was at its weakest. It's not bad enough though to make you look at it and go. Mm. It looks a bit like a PS3 cutscene, yeah. but you know, it's. But yeah, I like PS3 games, so. <laughs> I like PS1 games. I'm not going to watch a PS1 uh, okay. cutscene, am I? Oh no! Yeah, true, <laughs> but. Yeah, and it takes you through the classic Star Wars stories, and every episode, I really like this, every episode has, like, a message, right? Mm. They, 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 they profess every episode with the classic crawl, and then there's the Tom Kane animation, the Tom Kane, like, serial thing. Yeah. Like, they basically replace the crawl. You know, the start, start of the very Star Wars film, you have the crawl yeah. where it tells you what's going on, like, you know, war. You know, the dead speak, Palpatine's back, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What was um, it from Phantom Menace? Was it Rogue Trade or something? No, Rogue, tra- Rogue Traders. No, yeah. it was. Um, <laughs> it was like. Oh, I can't remember. It was something about the Republic, like trade embargo. That was I it, don't trade know. embargo. There's some kind of trade disagreement, right? That was the episode one crawl. But instead of that, they replace it with um, Tom Tom Kane, who is the. I was about to say Tom Kenny. No, he voices SpongeBob. <laughs> Um, he does. Even though Tom Kenny is in the Clone Wars, he voices a uh, character called Inspector Devo. He's, he's in everything. It's, he is, really. He's in everything. But Tom Kenny, who plays, who plays Yoda and Admiral Yularen. Nice. He's like, you'll know this. He's like, the music starts playing like the da da da, and it's like, war, war on this alien planet yeah. with the, the Separatists are attacking, the, and it's up to Jedi Generals Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker to stop the fighting, that kind of thing. Again. Um, in preparation for this, I was watching. I watched like all the uh, now, like, like episode two or so three. Blah, blah 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 blah. You get like, the recaps, yeah, which is what you're on about now. Where essentially it recaps for the last episode. I watched like pretty much right, all okay. of them for season one before this. Okay, that was my research. So, and all the characters you love are back. Yes, you know Obi Wan Kenobi. He's back. It's Correct. James Arnold Taylor who voices him now in basically everything. When it's not Ewan McGregor, it's James Arnold Taylor now. He does it in, he's got his own YouTube channel, by the way. You nice. Out, where he talks about voice acting and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Give you some insights. You know, he does some Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's cool. So, yeah. He, he voices Obi-Wan. He does it in Battlefront. He does it in all the Lego specials, you know, and Skywalker Saga, things like that. Yeah. So he's all right. And Matt Lanter now, who plays Anakin. Basically, I've played Anakin in everything, you know, Clone Wars. And yes. Stuff like that. You know, it's not Matt Lanter, you know, there's a problem. So. <laughs> and. Then with Ashley Eckstein, who is a new character, Ahsoka Tana. We see this is, I think, where Ahsoka's probably at her worst. She's at a sort of Anakin episode two kind of bratting level. It's a, oh, come on, Sky Guy, I want to fly in the starship. Yeah. You know, a bit like that. That's understandable. To be fair, though, I will say this. She was meant to be the sort of the teen character. Yeah, I, guess. I will say this. Whenever I, whenever I, which is not often, whenever I look back, because um, again, Clone Wars, childhood-wise, was one of the main things I used to watch. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I look back, ah- Ahsoka's one of the only people that I remember. Other than the obvious, like Obi Wan, yeah. Grievous, Yoda, etc., etc. Yeah, she's the only one I 
think of as like, oh yeah, they're, they're yeah, a main yeah. person in this. And Ahsoka now is one of the most loved characters in the franchise. She yes. grew, she grew naturally as a character and matured and 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 got more experience and got wiser to the point where she's now sort of a mix of she's no longer in the Jedi Order now as we speak in current canon, and she's off somewhere looking for Ezra. So nice. And she's 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 really grown and. She, she's made live action now, played by Rosario Dawson in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. So. It's the Clone Wars the first time she appears. Yes. Right. She's the, she's not a she's a new character. She was initially going to be called like Ayla or Kira or something like that, and she was going to be um, what was she going to be? There's like there's like there's like concept art of what she was going to look like and things like that. She had a bunch of different species. But yeah. They settled on a on a Togruta, which is what Shark Tears. So. Yeah, and there was a lot of. Sort of debate on what would happen to Ahsoka. You know, George Lucas was in mainly the Ahsoka dies camp, and Dave Filoni was in the Ahsoka lives camp. Right. So they had to kind of sort of struggle, power, bit of a power struggle there. But eventually, Dave kind of persuaded him to sort of keep Ahsoka out of the mainline series by the fact she's doing something else. Yeah. So. And that's yeah. You know, retroactively, retro, what they call a little retcon. But we have actually X Nine, who does great. I'm a big fan of Ashley X Nine. I have um. Uh, Star Wars like history, kind of like a Star Wars like visual dictionary history of Star Wars kind of thing, and yeah. it's got a foreword by her, and it's really, really beautifully written. See, so. I had something like that, and I can't remember what it was. It's why, I, it's why I, I know Rot of a Hut's name because right, he's yeah. in it. He's in it. He's in it. It's like a little, my little like encyclopedia. And he's so here. yeah, and then we have um, Catherine Tabor who voices Padme Amidala. Yep, he's back in this episode. She gets an arc, and. Then we have uh, Matthew Wood, obviously, who I mentioned, who voices the Battle Droids and Grievous, one of the stars of the season. Corey Burton, as well, quite an eminent voice actor. He actually does, um, you know, most of the rides at Disney World? Yeah. Well, that's Corey Burton. It was like, you know, welcome to the Magic Planet, or whatever it's called, you know. That's I've actually been to a Disney Corey World. Corey Burton. So he does also just Count Dooku. Nice. You won't get away this time, Dooku. You know, he does, he does the Count Dooku. So and a nice little fact actually, Christopher Lee, Sir Christopher yep. Lee, um, voices uh, Count Dooku in the film. He's in the fir- he's in the first of episodes in the film. Yep. And they wanted to bring him back to do the show, um, but they also they hired Corey Burton to do his voice, and they showed Christopher Lee his voice and said, "What do you think? Do you want to do? Do you want to do it over?" And Christopher Lee said, "No, you have all you need. You know, you have this guy will do great." So to be fair, seal of approval. When it comes to the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, and when it comes to voices particularly, they most of the time the voices in this are very good. Yes. Um, even if it's not the people who Voice you would normally associate. Well, they 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 use their own, they take their own performance. I yeah. feel like, and they have the have the essence of the character. I mean, because it would have been very easy to go right. Okay, we we have Obi Wan. Get you and McGregor back. Yeah. We have you know Anakin. Get you get everyone back Hayden. who does it well, normally. I feel like Matt Lanter sort of added his own flair to the character. He's much more charismatic. This is what I mean. If it was Episode Two, Anakin, the yeah. show would be insufferable. Yes, but the fact that it's sort of closer to Episode Three, Anakin, yeah. and he's in the war now, you know, and he's he's matured. He's a lot more, you know, charismatic, sort of suave kind of Episode Three. You know, this is where the fun begins, <laughs> kind of kind of Anakin, and I like that. I mean, it's one of those things though where if it's done well, which they did, it's great. However, it could have also gone it really bad. Yeah, yeah, true. It was a great, it was a very fine line. And the amount of documentation and behind the scenes stuff for this show is tremendous. There's loads of great featurettes and great documentaries about how this show was made and, and the art style and things that they took and mm-hmm. 
how the different episodes kind of shaped. Like when I was speaking to um, to Matthew Wood at Comic Con, yeah. he said that they didn't know they made the first season completely on their own. Like they had no idea how how it would be received by people. They were just praying and hoping that people would, would think it was good because they had no idea how what people would think. And you know, he worked on it for like a year, and he and he never had to. T- he wouldn't couldn't tell anyone what they were doing. Like you know, people had asked like, "Oh, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I can't tell." You know. You could never tell anyone that he was working on a new Star Wars project. So the thing I like about the Clone Wars and kind of looking back, obviously, again, we've mentioned you had obviously in the in the seventies, you had mm-hmm. the original three, um, nineteen ninety nine onwards, you had uh, the prequels, yeah. and then you had this, and this is like essentially, obviously, obviously, it kind of paves the way for things like Bad Batch and stuff yeah, like that, which yeah. is obviously a successor to Clone Wars. But also, this is like essentially the main, the first main thing that was not a major film. No. No, it was it was between episodes between episodes two and three, yeah. the Clone Wars, and the three years of the Clone Wars conflict in the galaxy. Like, and this is this is one of the first main thing that kind of goes, okay, we're not gonna make another feature length, two hour, three yeah. hour film. We're gonna do a TV show, make it episodic, and, and it's gonna show other people. They're really bites us. I love the serial. Star Wars was met was was always based on you know Flash Gordon and things like that. Yeah. These serial episodes, and you mentioned there's no you could just sit down and watch one, yep. and you'd be fine. Sure, there mm-hmm. might be an arc with two or three episodes, right? I think there's like a four episode arc in the later season or something. Yeah, but you could literally just sit down and watch any, and you'll be straight. You'll be placed straight into the action and told everything you need to know. And I feel like that's amazing. And in 22 minutes, like it's really amazing. I'm in awe of how they can scrape create these stories and also George Lucas was I think he was on Conan or something like that or someone some uh, yeah. American talk show talking about this show and he's pitched it as not not being like a kiddie animated it's not a cartoon no he said it's not a kiddie animated cartoon It's it can be for adults as well it can have that sort of emotional tone to it and the first season is a bit like that but it's also a bit um, for young kids as well, like Star Wars has always been, it's, I think it's been able to reach all ages yes. initially. And it doesn't treat you like an idiot. That's no. what I feel like this show does well. It does Star Wars really well. It does the serial aspect of Star Wars really well. But it doesn't treat you like you're an idiot. No. I mean, but one of my favorite things about Clone Wars, and this is the only time I kind of ever mm-hmm. um, ever go back to Clone Wars. I'm not a big binger. Right. So, um, but I one am of the, a big binger. Exactly. One of the things I like about Clone Wars is um, you could take someone, like, for example, I can't remember when it was, probably about a year ago, um, I recommended the Darth Maul arc because yes. I like Darth Maul and he has a great arc in this. You could essentially, you ha- you find a character you like, whether it's Darth Maul, yep. whether it's anyone else, yep. and you can go, oh, they've got a nice three-episode nice three episode arc. And you, just, you can just watch three episodes and that's it. Done. Do you like, Cora, do you like Plo Koon? Which one's Plo Koon again? The guy, um, the Jedi, he's got like a... Fa- he's got like a black goggles and like a sort of mandible sort of mask he's got a big orange head look him up if only I could google, google something google him Plo Koon if only it was an option Plo Koon there he Jedi is. Master Plo oh Koon. him yes remember that guy yes Phantom Menace Jedi Council yeah, yes that know, guy yeah you know that's him he's in the Clone Wars he's he one is of Dave, Dave Filoni knows who Plo Koon is because Dave Filoni fair, loves him I've his name base no again he's one of the ones that from Clone Wars his face I recognise he loves him and he loves C Tin as well because they probably like C Tin to be well. fair I was going to mention that from Phantom Menace I was going to point out the fact that I know him more from Clone Wars than Phantom Menace Plo-Koon, I was going to mention yeah. oh it's the guy from Clone Wars even yeah, though Clone yeah. Wars is after because Plo Koon's in Phantom Menace he just says nothing he's, sits he's, he's in the council chair and just you know but you recognise him yes So which I like the Clone Wars literally it, it boosts on like Kit Fisto I was about to mention Kit, Kit Fisto. Fisto right 
the the amount of time in the Clone Wars they gave to Kit Fisto is unreal to the point where people really like Kit Fisto now. Well, exactly. Why wouldn't you give him time? Exactly. Kit Fisto, Kit Fisto Plo Koon, Ayla Sakura. <laughs> right? Yeah. All these characters that are in the background of of the Clone Wars of Episode Two and Three are given so much time now. Like Sir C. Tin as well. Yeah. He's in the background. Not much killed by Palpatine in the in his in his sort of uh, office battle, and that's it basically. I mean, again, I think this is why it's such a, a good thing that they didn't just stick with one of the main films. Because also, back. obviously, as much as we mentioned Kit Festo, mm. as much as we mentioned Ahsoka, as much as we mentioned uh, Plo, Koon, Plo Koon, I feel like, not for me, because again, favourite new character from this is probably Kit Festo, favourite yeah. character in Clone Wars is probably Darth Maul, yeah. but if we're talking new characters and who's had a massive impact, you've got to have like Captain Rex and oh that whole goodness. like the whole clones that like, get an actual the, personality. The clones in this. of the Clone Wars, like people didn't know in the first in Episode Two, the clones were just they like they were plot convenience. Yeah. they were arrived to save the day on Geonosis, yeah. you know, and they weren't given much character apart from just being soldiers that sort of blindly follow orders. You know, good soldiers follow orders. Yes, but what happened especially? And let's give credit to the guy himself, D. Bradley Baker. My goodness. He, give, he pulls out such a performance, enough to make the clone troopers feel unique. Yes. And really put some life into them and some soul into them. I mean, like, when you have a literal character who is being cloned, and essentially most of them tend to have the same face, black hair, short hair. Yeah, yeah. Very little distinctive actual Styled facial feature up. difference. Yeah, yeah. You you have to have a very good voice actor. And he's amazing. Exactly. He, you don't know, Phineas and Ferb, he's playing yeah. the platypus. He plays, he literally plays, if you watch Peacemaker, the series with... John Cena. John Cena. Yeah, he's the eagle. Yeah. He voices eagly, which I feel like is weird. He voices <laughs> these animals. And he's also the voice of the entire clone army in the Clone Wars. Right? <laughs> and there's such an amazing video. I, I, I wish I could be able to find it, where he goes through all the different voices of clones. He does, but they're the same voice. He has, like, the the usual regular clone, and that's Captain Rex's voice. Yes. And then he has the more tougher clone, who's more of an army guy. You know, and then he has the, the lighter clone. He's a bit newer. He's a bit new on the scene, you know. He goes through all these different clones, and they're the same voice, but there's different variations point where he can have different types of clone right and i feel like that's amazing and they do style them up like some of them have like a like a bob cut some of them have like yeah. a bit of a mullet at the back some of them have like have a bold have no hair some of like rex has like blonde hair cody has like the crew cut you know the thing about the clones as well and i again i'm not a my stars fan so i can well, only, well, this is the only thing I can remember was happening, right? It's only one time I can remember was happening. Well, okay, can I tell you this quote beforehand? Yeah. You are a Star Wars fan. It's just, but you've got more knowledge than a layman would have. Yeah. But you don't have enough <laughs> knowledge to be considered right, by yeah. regular Star Wars yes. fans. You're in that grey area, yeah. I feel like. Um, and thanks to Star Wars, Mom, I keep picking up random stuff. Okay, I okay. Disco- I discovered yesterday that I now just have the name Kuat Driveways embedded in my head. Kuat Drive Yards. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, uh, Captain Rex is one of the only times... Um, where instead of having a background character from Phantom Menace right. and then they appear or other films and then they appear in the Clone Wars where Pete, where instead you had Captain Rex who seemingly was new mm-hmm. and then everyone's out and then now it's like actually no he wasn't live action he's this guy with a beard yeah. like, it's now the he's, opposite he's Nick Sant in episode yes. 6 everyone's now like no, that, no that's Rex he's so yeah. good in Clone Wars we're going to put him in live action even if it wasn't intentional there yeah. he is now <laughs> that's Rex, is. that's Rex you know <laughs> we're going to give him a beard at the end I feel so like now you know it's Rex him. is yeah Rex is one of those characters that really taken off like he's in Bad Batch you know yes and he's one of, those, one of those famous original characters made from the Clone Wars the him and Ahsoka yeah. the fact that him and Ahsoka start the season together and end the, se- end, end the series together is amazing and even in the first episode right we're talking about 
the clones, right? How they give them personalities in the first episode ambush yeah. with Yoda when they're stuck on the Rishi moon. Well, not on the Rishi moon, on the on the Toydarian moon, <laughs> yeah. sorry. The Rishi moon is another episode. When they're stuck on the Rishi moon and the Toydarian moon and <laughs> yes. I said it again. When they're stuck on the moon of Toydaria <laughs> yeah. and uh, Sarge Ventress and her droids are after him. Yoda has this really tender moment in the cave where he teaches the clones how to like how to use their use their brains and like think individually and how to use different things to sort of outwit the enemy. Yeah. Like, oh, you have you have compassion. You will never give up in the fight. You know that kind of thing. And what's kind of tragic about that is one of the clones that he's that he speaks to is a guy called Lieutenant Thire, yeah. who's part of the shock troopers there. You know the Coruscant Guard, right? And in Episode Three, uh, Lieutenant Thire is one of is one of the shock troopers that ends up trying to hunt down Yoda when ordered to by Palpatine for um for after Order sixty six is executed. So here yeah, we have. Um, a great start to the series with Yoda as well, voiced by Tom Kane. Then the Malevolence in season one, remember? Yeah. The Malevolence yes. shows up. We get that. We get there's a three episode arc. And then we have the episode Rookies, which is amazing. You see, this, that's what makes me think I must have watched season one mm. because Malevolence was on my was my like top capital ship, and I'm thinking I can't. It can't be. It must be because of, of Clone Wars. Yeah, of course it, is. it shows up in Clone Wars. Then we have the downfall. We have the droid arc with R2D2. Yes. Um, where we have downfall of a droid and duel of the droid. Where R three two faces his evil <laughs> droid rival R three S six Goldie, yeah, the little pest. You know, he's going around causing trouble. So then we have Bombad Jedi with with uh, um, Jar Jar Binks <laughs> showing up. Jar Jar Binks and Newt Gunray. We like a bit of Newt Gunray. Yeah, um, only he... only turns up in season one. Yeah, Newt Gunray does not turn up anything in the Clone Wars apart from season one. I think he might be like a hologram in, in another season or something like that. But he, he turns up. Yeah, he is. He's a hologram in season two, I think. But in season one, it's he turns up. So Padme and Jar Jar get a couple of episodes. Luminara Unduli. You know Luminara Unduli? She's got like a uh, hex thing on her head. And she's um, another Jedi that turns up. So she's in the background of episode there two, I think. In episode, in episode three. She's killed on um, Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. Luminara and Dooley, she gets a couple of episodes. You as see, well. again, I know her her from Clone Wars, not from live action. Yeah, but she is in live action, so there you I, go. I look at the live action design, I go, I don't know who that is. I look at Clone Wars, I'm like, ah, yes. It's them. <laughs> so Kit Fisto appears in episode 10. He does. Lair of Grievous, which is probably my favourite episode of the season. He does. So then we get Dooku captured with the favourite new character, Hondo Onaka. Do you know Hondo Onaka? I do not. Should, I, like a, should I know Hondo you Onaka? You recognise Hondo Onaka when you see Hondo him. Hondo Onaka. Legendary pirate. Oh. oh. Okay. It's me, Hondo Onaka, <laughs> okay. the greatest weak way pirate <laughs> in the galaxy. You know, voiced by Jim Cummings, who also voices Winnie the Pooh. So, of course, he's cracked up laughing at that. So there you I go. Did, I did not know that. That's okay. two polar opposites. I would not. Why is okay? Voice acting, man. It's a great thing. I've also just found a picture. I don't know what this is from. It, it's probably Clone Wars of Honda Onoka, which has a. Um, I don't know what it's called. Uh, essentially, he's got what looks like a... It's not a parrot, but oh. I think it's supposed to mimic a it's, parrot. It's, it's a Kowakian monkey lizard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's to make him look like a pirate. Yeah, no, funny. yeah. He's got like, he's got, he wears like a big red coat. <laughs> yeah. He's got like, a pirate coat and the, and the hat and like the goggles and stuff. And he's got like a Kowakian monkey lizard. You know that Kowakian monkey... Is it the red one or the blue one? Red. Red. You know what he's called? He's called Pilf Mukmuk. That's what his name is. Right, okay, I've... Yeah, do you look up Pilf Mukmuk? I've come to a conclusion, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am actually a Star Wars fan. The issue is, the other Star Wars fans just know too much. 
Yeah, there we go. Pilf <laughs> Muckmuck. Pilf Muckmuck, the Kowakian monkey lizard. Every other actual Star Wars fan just knows too much. Pilf, Pilf Muckmuck. There's your name for the day. There's your Star Wars name for the day. Is that he's, real? He's it's, also it's, got... He's got a brother no, called Pick Muckmuck, who's the blue one. Really creative with the names. We have no game about name. Really creative. Pick Muckmuck and Pilf Muckmuck. See, I type in Pick Muckmuck and I get nothing. How's this? Is it P? Is it P I K or C K? No, it's P I K K. Oh, it's oh, double K. Yeah. That's where I was going wrong. Pilf Muckmuck. So, and they're the they're the quacky mugglers of Hondo Onaka, the greatest Clone Wars character. The next one, he's another original character that's great. He lasts the entire length of the Clone Wars. He lasts the entire length of Star Wars. He lasts the entire Civil War. And he's basically alive at the end, basically. Fair so, enough. So for some reason, Hondo survives the entire thing. So. But he's never seen, never again. Well, that's I guess not. Um, maybe so, if yeah. we get, maybe if we get after sequel stuff, we we'll get up here. Ayla Sakura, you know, Hondo is there in the. You get Christophsis and things like the Crystal Planet. So yeah. Doctor Doctor Nuvo Vindi. What would happen is, is they couldn't defeat Grievous and Ventress every episode because that or Duke because that'd be like the three villains for the entire season. So yeah. they invent unique separatist villains every episode, or you know, new things like Hondo, like pirates and things like that. Yeah. So they invent, um, a they invent the T series tactical droid. Basically, give a tactical droid a new color, new scheme of paint, a new voice, and you've got a villain for an episode. Or they invent unique separatist villains like Doctor Nuvo Vindi and the Blue Shadow Virus. Nice. He goes, ah, yes, the blue shadow virus. You know, that's, that's exactly how he sounds. Um, and he's like this mad scientist who's created this underground, on Naboo, on Naboo even, um, underground on Naboo, he's created this virus he's going to unleash, you know. So, and they have to go to Iego to find this mystery route that can cure the, the, cure the virus, right? I do um, not know who that is. Well, you better be ready, Corey, because for the last arc of the season, um, it's Storm over Ryloth, and it's your, it's your friend, Wat Tambor, oh, has sieged the planet of Ryloth with his separatist <laughs> blockade, and it's up to Ahsoka and Mace Windu and Obi-Wan and Anakin, the whole team from the season, to come together and defeat Wat Tambor and the Techno Union. Great. <laughs> the Techno Union Army. And what's better is, what time was voiced by Matt Wood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there you go. Arguably his better character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves what. If you don't love what Tambor, what are you doing? I wonder how often he gets people come up to him. Do what Tambor. Yeah. Over Grievous. Over Grievous, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and then we also get Separatist villain Martuk, who is cool as well. You get loads of Nemoidians, different Nemoidians. You get Newt Gunray, you get Martuk, you get Lock Dodd. You like Lock Dodd? Oh Corey's just, he's just Googling away on the other side. I am. I, he's just I don't he's know typing names who in. any of these people are. <laughs> That's what you get in Clone Wars. You just get loads of loads of new exciting people. You do, and for them, uh, to be fair, for the most part, I don't know, right? Looking at the de- you're looking at the designs, aren't you? You're looking at the designs of them, aren't you? Yes. So, yeah, we get... Um, you get what tambour, of course. You get what tambour, and also in, ep- in the last steps of the season, the finale, hostage crisis. We get not only do we get Zero the Hut, right? Jabba's yep. cousin Zero the Hut. We also get the introduction of Cad Bane. Yes, That's right. Cad Bane, based on um, Clint Eastwood's character in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, space fair and bounty hunting cowboy blue man uh, Duros. You see, Cad I know, Bane. I know Zero the Hut. He's always got his hat on. Big, big I know, hat. I know Zero. You know Cad Bane. I do know Cad Bane because he one appeared in. He's in Bad Batch, isn't he? N- uh, yes, in Bad Batch. And he's in Book of Boba Fett. 
It's a guy that dies and then comes back again. Yeah, he's always alive. No matter <laughs> what, you can't keep Cad Bane down. He's always up. Well, we thought we thought that he died in, in Clone Wars in yes. like what would have been season eight. Yeah. But then initially we just all like, okay, whatever. And then he turns up in he turns up in Bad Batch. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then he turns up in Book of Boba Fett as well. So yeah, Hostage Crisis is a great finale, really. It's like a bad, it's like a bad guys episode. It's like a villains episode. Yeah. Because we get the perspective from them. And then Aura Singh as well. Robinino. Do you know Robinino? Robinino. Robinino. He's a he's a little fish guy. There he is. Yeah, weirdly. Robert, do you recognise Robinino? Kind of. Yeah, he's 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 mainly in um the. Do you remember the Lego Star Wars: The Clone Wars game? Yes. There's an uh, there's a mission at the end I think where you play this episode where you do hostage crisis, where these group of bounty hunters kind of hold the Senate hostage by kidnapping loads of senators. So, and in in episode you can play as Robinino and he's got like grenades and he's got like the technical thing you can do. So, yeah, it's it's Robinino. So I'm glad that I'm able to actually type out his names and spell it somewhat correctly. He's got an eye patch, you know. Great. And then we get the introduction of we get the familiar characters as well. There's new characters. There's um, again we get Dooku and Ventress. And yeah. There and then we get Grievous who also has more action to do. He does because so. that that's my one gripe with Grievous in the films is he's not threatening enough. Not threatening enough. He's threatening in this. He commands the big battleship. He's yeah. He's shooting down fleets and he's killing Jedi. So. We get more of Grievous action as well. So, we get a lot of Grievous action. I feel like that's what we need. We need to see the battles of the Clone Wars and we see it as well. But we see different, like, perspectives. The thir- the 15th episode, Trespass, is about um, the Pantorans try to uh, seize this planet called Autoplotonia, one of their moons, and realize that it's habited by a species called the Tolls. You'll recognize the Tolls if you look them up. Um, that's T A L Z. Because uh, one of them is in the cantina in Mos Eisley. In, uh, so and then, oh, you know the Tolls, they live on Auto Plutonia. I uh, I recognise them. Yeah, kind of. That's horrifying. That <laughs> and the live action version. Is there the live action? Yeah, the live action Tolls. Yeah, that's horrifying. The animation of making them much make them much more appealing. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it do, It's it's weird. It's crossing a border between Spider and it's a bit. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 animation tiles look looks much more appealing than the live action tiles do. Yeah. So. In fact, did I have? I think I had the actual Clone Wars encyclopedia. I think it was, I think it was specifically a Clone Wars encyclopedia. Oh right, okay. Now did you have I, a tiles in there? Maybe. I wonder if I can find the specific one that I had. They appear in season one. I had loads of. Aha! Star Wars for Clone Wars character encyclopedia. Nice. That's what I had. And Cad Bane's on the front. Of course he is. And uh, Cad Bane. I assume. Or a sing. I assume that is Django. Jang- is it? It's a. It is a. Oh, is it a Death Watch Mandalorian? Maybe. It's a. It's a Django Fett slash Boba Fett looking guy. Mandalorian. Is he pre Vizsla? What? I can't. I can't see what you're looking at on your blue. side. It's blue. Got a yellow logo on oh, his it's helmet. Oh, it's pre It's pre Vizsla. Okay. okay. Voiced by John Favreau, actually. But he's in season two, not season one. There so. you go. Yeah, I had this book. This is where most of my Clone Wars knowledge comes from. Right, okay, nice. Um, to the point where I'm now scrolling through pictures, and there's always characters I forgot existed that are now. Yeah, have. okay, okay, fair enough. Um, there's Hondo Onaka. Yes, Hondo Onaka. It is me, Hondo Onaka. He always comes back as well. He always he always comes back to to, uh, to do another scheme. He's doing some kind of scheme. Because I remember this episode, they kidnapped Count Dooku, I feel like. Count Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin are doing the duel, you know. You won't get away this time. But all cool. So they have a brawl on the ship on brawl on uh, Dooku's ship and they crash 
on the planet, and they have to fight these Gundarks, these big creatures. You know, you know the Gundark. Yeah. Yeah. They have to fight the Gundark, and then they escape out the cave. But but Dooku gets uh, kidnapped by um, Dooku gets kidnapped by Hondo Onaka and his gang. So taken back to Florum, and then and, and Anakin and Obi have to go. But then they get captured as well, and Hondo's holding all three of them. So then, you know what? When Palpatine needs a situation resolved, who does he send in? <laughs> he sends in Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. No, probably there's a theory that 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 Palpatine solves all his sort of political disputes with Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> knowing that Jar Jar is going to mess it up. Yeah. And that he's going to somehow create some chaotic situation in which in which everything will come out roses. Pretty much. I mean, it, so, it works. It does. Yeah. Also, here's a fun fact: test your Star Wars knowledge. Okay, test test away. <laughs> How tall is Hondo Onoka? How tall is Hondo? It says it in the Star Wars encyclopedia. Right, okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> feet, feet or meters? Both. Right. I was fine. Okay. How tall do I think Hondo is? Yeah. I don't even... The thing that, right, you know that theory where where they say everyone in Star Wars is like 100 feet tall? Yeah. Because we don't know how big they are. Yeah. You know, so we don't know how big the galaxy is. So we don't know how big people in Star Wars are relative to us. I imagine it's in meters. Uh, I've got it in meters and it says it in feet next to it. Right, okay. How tall is Hondo? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking at anything. My screen is completely clear. I'll keep my hands away. Uh, how tall do I think Hondo is? He's not... I don't think he's six. I don't think he's over six foot. Okay. I'm going to say he's about 5'11". Six foot one. Oh, <laughs> dang. Six foot one. Okay. He's tall. He wow. is tall. Well, there you go. For, for a weak way. That's, that's how, tall, how tall Hondo Onaka is. Imagine if I got that. Well, no, because I think Plo Koon is taller than him. Uh, I think there's a scene where he stands next to Plo Koon in season three. I can find um, out. Right, how tall is Plo Koon? Because I can probably type in uh, Recyclopedia and Plo Koon. Also, okay. Kit Fisto's in here as well. How tall is Kit Fisto? Six foot five. Wow. What, everyone's really tall in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, I know Grievous is like seven foot or something, isn't it? That wouldn't surprise me. Grievous is like seven, eight foot tall. Uh, so, Plo Koon uh, height. I bet Plo Koon's taller than six foot one. He must be. He seems like a guy. I've only seen him sitting down in a live yeah. action, but he seems like a guy who's tall. He seems like a guy who'd be tall. Six foot two. Yeah, he's tall. I knew he's taller than Hondo. How tall is Grievous again? I bet he's like eight foot something, isn't he? General Grievous. General Kenobi. Height. Hello there. Feet. General Grievous is seven foot one. Yeah, thought so. Thought so. Yeah, we Matt would even mention that to me when we were talking. He said that there's a scene in the Malevolence where Obi Wan goes to the hyperdrive and the Malevolence tries to shoot it down. He yeah. gets ambushed by droids, and then Grievous jumps down. And he goes, "Hello there." He says hello there to uh, to Obi Wan. So they do the reverse, and I told him that there's compilations on YouTube nice. of whenever whenever everyone says hello there in Star Wars, and it always starts with that clip because <laughs> that's the first time it was canonically said by someone. So yeah, there's great episodes in here. There's the Malevolence arc is amazing. We know Rookies. Rookies is great. Do you remember yeah. Rookies with the Commando droids? Yeah. Or they're on the Rishi Moon. They are on the Rishi Moon. Trying to defend Kamino and the outpost. And then Co- Rex and Cody arrive. And Rex was... Initially, a little fact about Rex. He was initially meant to be a clone from the Gindy Tarkovsky series called Alpha. Oh, okay. And they changed his name because they were concerned too many people's names started with an A. Like Anakin, Ahsoka, Alpha. They were concerned there were too many A names. So they changed That's it to fair. Rex. That's fair. There you go. And Cody wasn't... You think that Cody isn't featured much in the series. It's because apparently Dave Filoni didn't want to include Cody that much because Cody uh, follows Order 66. I mean, 
Which is weird. Well, that's why Commander Bly is only in one of them. Only in one episode. Ada yeah, Sakura's then, Gen Commander, Clone Commander, Commander Bly is only in one episode of the entire series. It's in season one. I get that, but and also, wouldn't you want the minute because of that? Because Commander because Bly it, does follow order. Because then that, it'd be more of a twist at the end. Well, this is because we they didn't invent the chips thing yet. No, the so chips was really, yeah. The chips was in season five. Yeah. So we didn't. They didn't really explain that yet. We don't know whether that they'd mapped it out already, but we didn't know how many. You know what? Why they did that? What is your opinion on the whole kind of like? Originally, it was just it wasn't chips, and they just betrayed originally, it. Originally, everyone thought the clones were just evil the whole yeah. time, and then they're like, "Ah, we need to change that." Whole time, it's chips because of the Clone Wars to make it like yeah. the clones actually did want to fight for the Republic, and we yeah. actually thought they were doing good, but it was the chips that made them inherently, you know, succumb to Order sixty six, which yeah. was to kill all Jedi, because Jedi were deemed an enemy of the Republic and enemy of the Senate. So, I feel like it was it was a retroactive choice, yes. but it makes it better in hindsight. It makes more sense. Yeah. Because why would why because would the clones be shooting their own? And they'd fought with for three years, <laughs> yeah. you know. But we didn't know we didn't know this in season one. No. And probably neither did they. No. So they just assumed that we should include Rex because Rex, you know, isn't in episode three, so wouldn't follow or would somehow either be dead or yeah. wouldn't follow. But we know that Rex was alive and lives until episode six. So. But then, obviously, they were hesitant to include Cody because Cody does follow Order sixty six, as does um, as does Commander Bly. So I wish we kind of knew the ships before, so we could see yeah. more of them. Yeah, because it would definitely be a more if because if you get attached to a character to then find out that they turn evil and it's and not even their why, fault. That's why Commander Bakara, the um, the guy that leads the Galactic Marines, yeah. against in that scene where they all gun down Kiali Mundi, he's not in this series. Yeah, he's um, there's a guy called Commander Jet who they create instead as a new character. So. That's probably why, and also it's um, again as we say we get Kit Fisto and yeah. things like that, and his Jedi Padawan Nadar Veb. You know Nadar Veb? I do. He's a Mon Calamari. Mon, Mon Calamari. That's right. How tall is he? What? How Nadar tall is Veb. he? I bet he's short. I bet he's not at all because Kit Fisto taller than him. So uh, how do you his name? Nadar Veb. N A H D A R V E double B. Right. Uh, two seconds. Typey typey. Nadal, Nadal Veb. Nadal Veb. Where is he? He says, congratulations on passing the trials. That's what Kifisto says. He goes, you were a mistmaster, but now it's time to finally serve you beside you as a knight. There, okay, that's, that's the spelling of it. There it is. Okay, how there tall is he? Is. I bet he's like 5'9". Five 5'9"? Nine. Five nine. Uh, height. I don't know how tall Nadal Veb is. So you, you didn't, you don't he know, gets, do you not know the height of the... He by Grievous. He does. You don't know the he, height of the uh, average Mon Calamari. brings down his sabres on him, and he's trying to block, and then Grievous, like... Get, Detaches an extra arm and just guns him through the chest. <laughs> Not as tall as Kit Fisto. Right, how tall is Kit Fisto? It was 6'5". Kit Fisto, alright, Kit Fisto is 6'5", that makes sense. He was 6'5". He's the same height as Hondo. People in Star Wars are tall. <laughs> yeah, they are. How tall is Django Fett, do you mind? How tall is Django Fett? Because that's how tall the clones should be. I was going to say, yeah, because, yeah. Django Fett, height, feet. How tall is Django Fett? Six foot. Really? That's Rex, in, Rex in the book was also six foot. Right, okay, so that okay, that makes, right, okay, that makes sense. For an adult clone, six yeah. feet is, is okay. Wow. So there we go. We're learning about Star Wars height. Over, no one is under 5'9 in the Star Wars universe, um, apparently. No. Romanino probably is. He was, he was 4'6. <laughs> 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 I found him already. Just Romanino. <laughs> yeah. Romanino is probably under six foot, and that's it. So, R2D2, you know. Yeah. 
the droids. But yeah, we're speaking of, we do get we got R2-D2 C3PO. Anthony Daniels is back in this as well. Yeah. So we do get all of the some of the uh, existing cast do return, and it's a f- tremendous job by Dave Filoni and all the showrunners. You know, everyone that um, comes in. You know, Henry Gilroy, great series writer. Yeah. Um, George Lucas as well, who worked on the first season. Who always, you know, signed off on everything. George Lucas and um, even his even his kids. You know, Katie Lucas is involved in the series as well. So um, Daniel Arkin and um, and Kevin Campbell as well, real great series writers. So who get involved in all this? So and we we knock it and we have fun with it. Yeah. But we really both enjoy this show. It's very good. But as far as season one of the Clone Wars goes, Corey, do you have a Star Wars themed? Weekly Wreck. I do have a Star Wars themed weekly... Uh-huh. Weekly Wreck. If Always I could that. get my words out. Get them out. Get them out there. So, you mentioned Tom Kane. Yes. Uh, we just like to connect to Tom Kane. Uh, not intentionally, but it does. Tom Kane is, is in this. Now, uh, my recommendation, I said to you before the show, uh, I was supposed to watch more of The Clone Wars right, and get were. a bigger knowledge. Uh, and I did not do that because the whole of yesterday, I spent playing Star Wars Race of Revenge. What? Are you Star aware Wars of Star- Racer Revenge? Yes. So, okay. 1999, right? Phantom Menace has come out. Okay. So, how do Star Wars capitalize on Phantom Menace? For the PS1, they release, I think it's PS, no, N64, they release Episode 1 Pod Racer. Oh, which it's is a Pod, pod Race. Ra- okay, okay. Which is a pod racing racing game, right? Mm. It's a massive hit. I haven't played it. I just found out you can buy it on PS4. Right. Um, however, a couple of years later, how did you end up playing this? Oh, I was playing. Okay. A couple years later, 2002, they then released Star Wars Race of Revenge, which is a sequel um, and has a story and I believe was canon until Disney brought it out. Right, okay. Um, it's on PS Now and PS4. I have PS Now, so I played okay, it. Okay, right. Essentially, eight years after Anakin has won against Sebulba, this nice. takes place, Sebulba disappears, right. gets mad, and comes back for revenge. Oh, right, oh no. Meanwhile, by the way, Anakin is still racing in pods. He's a Jedi. So he's Hayden Christian looking Anakin. Right. Not voiced by Hayden Christian, by the way. Um, And he's got his own modern pod racer. Right. And he's he's still racing. And everyone you expect is still here. Ben Quadraneros. Ben Quadraneros. He's in this. Everyone you expect is here. Um, It's a pod racing game. Uh, and I spent all day yesterday playing it and not watching Clone Wars because I got nice. addicted to it. Okay. Um, Is it fun? You must have a good time. It's really good fun. Essentially, you do you do a nice little tournament. So you start off right. um, as any of the characters. I am a... Who's my main? What, where's his name? I forgot his name. Here we go. There's, if you'll allow me, I found the crawl of this. Um, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Go on. Give it, it a go. It's been eight years since Sebulba, <laughs> Galactic Pod Racing's most notorious champion, met his downfall at the hands of a young Anakin Skywalker. Humiliated by his legendary Booter Eve defeat, Sebulba eventually disappeared from the pod racing circuit. Meanwhile, pod racing's underground allure has continued to spread. The vehicles are bigger and faster, and the pilots more aggressive. Now at the opening of a new galactic pod racing season, there is an unexpected challenger on the horizon. Emerging from seclusion with a dangerous new pod racer, a crew of sadistic henchmen and a murderous vendetta, Sebulba at last has Anakin in his sights and he is bent on revenge. Yes. Sebulba's revenge. Yes. That's the whole plot and it's great. Uh, mm. I main uh, Team Topagalis. <laughs> right. that's, that's my main. Of course you do. Um, and you just do a little tournament. And you, there's like three planets. You've got like Mon Calamari is one of them. Right. And you do, you do his races, and it's like the same planet, but... Uh, Odie uh, Mandrell. Yep. Uh, but every course is different. 
And then the final race is the one you expect. It's for, it's Tatooine. Tatooine. It's for Boonta Eve Classic. Um, and it's really good fun. It's a bit... Because it's fast and because it's quick, sometimes you hit a wall and you stop and your momentum goes. Thankfully, you can catch up quickly. It takes time to get used to right. the maps. But it's really good and it's really close. Watto. You unlock Watto, no, yes. Okay. <laughs> ben Guadagneros. Watto's unlockable. Okay. Young Anakin is unlockable. Which, by the way, is voiced by the person who plays Young Anakin. Jake Lloyd? Yep. Nice. Uh, Sebulba is unlockable and episode one Sebulba is in it. Okay. Uh, Darth Vader's oh, in so it. Voiced by, voiced by Lewis McLeod who did voice Sebulba in episode one. Yeah. So there you go. Vader's in it. Va- Darth Vader? Yeah. And his pod racer is his ship. What, the tide, yeah. The tide, yeah. The tide Vance, yeah. He goes around on the tide Vance, yeah. Oh. Darth Maul's in it as well. Darth Maul, yeah. And he's got his shift as well. <laughs> the scimitar or his speed or his speeder bike. I think it's his speeder bike. Right, okay. Um, we'll just check that. That's what I'm doing now. What's his speeder bike called? Oh, I should find that. I don't really know. No, it's his. It's his scimitar. Oh, it's his. Oh, it's his ship. It's in his scimitar, Goodness. I think. That's got quite a large ship. Um, yeah, but it's like shrunken down. Oh, there you go. It's called the Bloodfin. That's what his speeder bike's called. It's an FC20 speeder bike. Yeah. Uh, Races Avenged Darth Maul. Yeah. It's, it's a scimitar. Yeah. Oh. Um, the cooler would have been in the blood fit. He's in that. Uh, it's. Right, it's full. It looks like a fuller cast of, you know. It's really good. Fun really stuff. Good. What would you rate it? Uh, Solid 8.5 out of 10. No, wow. Big, big score. It's very big numbers. So very good. That is. I think that's the. Probably one of my favorite reviews we've had. It is it's Star Wars: Race of Revenge. Yep. Uh, if you got the PS Now, PS4, go. If you got give PS it a Now, play. it's on there. If you have PS4, you can, I believe. If you've got a PS2, you can play it as well. If you've got PS2, you can play it. If you've got PS4, you can buy it on the store. So there you go. And that is Star Wars: Race of Revenge, and that puts a cap on this episode and another issue of our Star Wars themed month, May the Fourth, Star Wars month. So it's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey.